This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, what's up? Welcome back. What's Excuse me, let me start the show off properly. Yo, what's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast, brought to you by the good people over at DraftKings.com. We're the three-man team today, the three-man team of betting goodness. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive with Frankie Fax-Stacks and my guy, Benjamin Heisler. So we got one game on the docket tonight. We have the Green Bay Packers coming off a loss, going up against the 49ers JV team. San Francisco 49ers got all kind of issues injury-wise with their skill position players. So it's going to be a snooze fest. We do got some college football tonight, so you might want to pivot over to that. But let's get ready to break it down and get it started. Frankie, what's up with you, my man? This is not the most intriguing game on the board tonight. No, it definitely isn't. I mean, it lost a lot of its luster with all these uh, players being out due to COVID-19 as well as injuries. We know that this game, uh, you know, it, it opened at one and a half. And, you know, now we're seeing it steamed all the way up to seven and a half, maybe seven, depending on where you look and where you shop. But this game has all the makings of a struggle and a one-sided blowout, on, you know, in, in favor of the Packers right now. Yeah, I would say the same thing, Ben. It, it, it looks that way. I, you know, uh, I believe you were with us earlier this week when I, when I told you that on on like uh, after Monday Night Football, I had hopped on to um to make a you know to make a transaction out of my account, and I noticed that the Green Bay Packers were a minus three and a half. I jumped on them at that point, and boy, was I glad I did that. Yeah, we're already seeing the Packers up to minus seven and a half on the road against the 49ers. And this is still a 49ers defense, guys, that uh, pretty much walloped Aaron Rodgers the last two times they've played him. Obviously, they've made some trades. They're dealing with a whole other set of injuries. uh, Don't have the same rushing attack on the offensive side of the ball. So it still feels like a stay away for me, just considering the fact that we have no idea who the starting running back is going to be for Green Bay. I might look at a couple of props. In fact, there's a few that we'll probably discuss on today's show, but I'm just having all sorts of a hard time trying to figure out where I want to go with this game tonight. Yeah, I got a couple. I got I got one that I'm going to run past you guys. But first, let me get Frankie back in here. We've seen a little bit of buyback, Frankie, on the DraftKings Sportsbook. That number now is San Francisco 49ers laying seven, laying the whole number of seven. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, no Vegas whisper inside of play on this one. Go ahead and break this down for me. Touch on that total, too. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, there really is no play right now. Uh, you know, as we know, the Vegas Whispers shops, they often play numbers. They don't play sides as much. And I think the value of this game completely went away once the odds makers around the country and globally uh, as well took this game down off the board. And when they brought it back, it was brought back at nearly a, a full touchdown favorite. And as you mentioned, it went to seven and a half, but it was only briefly there as a lot of people immediately j- jumped on the home dog and grabbed the, the hook there going, you know, with the play seven and a half and now we see it settling in around seven which still seems like a lot you know and you know especially on the road right now we know that the Green Bay Packers are going to be prolific right now uh, in the passing game especially with Devontae Adams and with you know Aaron Rodgers who has 20 touchdowns and only two interceptions on the season but the the biggest move I think that most betters maybe want to take a look at is on the total that you referenced Corey and I that number opened last week out here in Vegas at 51 but due to all these injuries you know it that number is now steamed all the way down to 48 and a half um you know and depending on where you look there's even a, a couple of 48s out here in Vegas as well as this number continues to creep down but the only thing that I say is you got to be a little bit careful with that as well because most likely we already know that the Green Bay Packers are going to be without both, you know, maybe all three of their running backs on their depth chart. We already know Aaron Jones is out. A.J. Dillon, their rookie out of Boston College, he's out due to COVID-19. Also, Jamal Williams, he's also out due to COVID-19. And now we have probably Tyler Urban going into that spot. So if the Packers go away from that running game, that means that they may depend more upon the short passing game. If they can complete those passes, then that's great for an under because that means the clock continues to run. However, you got to be very, very careful because if that those passes are erroneous and off the mark, then that means the clock is going to be stopping more often than it's going to be running. And that hurts a lot of people when you're trying to bet an under, especially on Thursday night football on a short week. We're seeing that some of these games have gone over more than they've tended to go under. But a lot of people are expecting on the other side of the ball, the 49ers to struggle because we know they won't have Jimmy Garoppolo. They won't have George Kittle. No Debo Samuel. No Brandon Ayuk. No Raheem Mostart. They're also going to be missing one or two of their offensive linemen due to COVID-19. So they're a mess on both sides of the ball. We already know they're missing Nick Bosa. So, it's a, you know, it's an interesting steam right now. I'd actually wait and see what happens as we get closer to the kickoff with that number. Maybe this is a number, a game that you actually wait and see five minutes, maybe seven minutes, and then jump in in running. But for me, it's it's an interesting point, Corey, that the line has steamed towards the under. Um, but a lot of people are going to be envisioning that the, the, you know, like, you know, most likely that the Packers get ahead and run the ball. But are they really going to run the ball or are they going to try to use that short passing game? And if they do, those passes need to be on target for that under to be viable. Very good breakdown right there, Ben, by Frankie. It's kind of tough when the handicap, like uh, Frankie made a good point about the end running of the uh, of the game. Maybe you want to hit it live at halftime after the first quarter, whatever your preference may be. I do have a pregame play. But first, let me ask you about some props. There's some things that some stuff that you may have your eye on because in this way I may change up what I'm going to do if you say something that I, you know that I think is worth putting a couple of dollars behind you. Yeah, well, for sure, man. Let's talk about like a couple dart throws that you can do at the beginning of this game, and I think especially for anybody that's listening to the podcast before the inactives come out, I think that's where you're going to be able to have an advantage. Right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, Aaron Jones is in play for touchdown score, whether it be first, last, or just to score at all. He is currently the favorite for first touchdown to score. I don't know whether that's an indication that DraftKings Sportsbooks think he thinks he is going to play, but I am of the belief that he is likely out. In that case, I'm pivoting to one of three different options. If you just want to sprinkle a little bit here, 
Devontae Adams. He's gotten how many touchdowns over his last few games? You know he's always an instant red zone target for Aaron Rodgers. You can get him at first touchdown scored at plus 550. That almost feels like a guarantee that he'll get into the end zone, which you can get that number at minus 162. But for purposes of this argument, I still think Rodgers is going to go to the guy that he feels the most comfortable with, Devontae Adams, plus 550 to score the first touchdown. Then let's move down a little bit further. You have Robert Tanyan, who's back in the mix this week. Again, if Aaron Jones does not play or Devontae Adams doesn't catch the first touchdown. I think Robert Tanyan remains once in play. Remember, Frankie, we talked about him a while a weeks ago when he was the captain's play for you over at DraftKings Showdown, and he ended up having three touchdowns in that game. So again, another red zone option for Aaron Rodgers. You can get him to score the first touchdown at plus 950. Then one last player, if we're considering a couple of other dart throws here, is Dexter Williams. Everybody's been talking about Tyler Irvin getting incorporated into the mix for Green Bay, becoming a new threat in the passing game. But Dexter Williams has been on this team for a while. He's a practice squad player. They're going to bring him back up. And he's also had carries within this offense. We know that Matt LaFleur likes to carry the ball inside the goal line. And you know that they're going to give the running backs plenty of volume. I know that Irvin is sort of the intriguing, sexy name here. But Dexter Williams, guys, at plus 1,300, knowing that he knows this offense, knowing that he's gotten carries from Aaron Rodgers in the past, to me, I kind of feel like that plus 1,300, that's really good value there. Yeah, I think I like that, too. I think I might uh, add a couple dollars to that one right there. Let me ask you this, Ben. What about Aaron Rodgers to score the first touchdown? Ooh, so that's another really intriguing one. I, I'm trying to remember how many quarterback sneaks Aaron Rodgers has had over the course of his career. Um, I mean, the, the numbers would indicate, uh, Corey, that he's probably not going to be that guy. He can get an anytime touchdown, which I think would be the better value of plus 550. If you want him for either first or last touchdown, those odds are pretty juicy. They're plus 3,300, so 33 to 1 for Aaron Rodgers to score the first or last touchdown of the game. Probably won't put nothing on that, but I would be hate to be sitting there and he scores the first touchdown of the game. You know, that happened to me before on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I, I, I was leaving, you know, because, you know, as a New Yorker, if I don't have my guy, well, no, this on Super Bowl Sunday, I just happened to be in New Jersey. From Saturday night, it's a long probably Saturday. the right call. Yeah, you don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so on my way back into the city, you know what I'm saying? I um, I was like, let me put my best for Super Bowl in. And if you're in Jersey and, and you're, you're filling your stuff out and you're on the New Jersey Transit, whatever, you get to a certain spot where you just can't make the bet, even though you're still in New Jersey. The DraftKings app or the FanDuel app or whichever app, it will pick up that you are still in. I mean, you may still be in New Jersey, but the but the geolocator, you'll be so close to the city that you're not allowed to place the bet. So I got all my bets in except for one, and it was for Patrick Mahomes to score the first touchdown. Mm. Now, if you remember, the touchdown was called back. The original first touchdown Super Bowl was called back. They said um, uh, the running back, uh, Darryl Williams, I believe it was, did not get in, and then Mahomes snuck it on the next play. That was 25-1. to 1. And I just missed that one because I live in a state where betting is illegal on an app, which New York has to do a better job with that. They're watching money go straight across the border. Speaking of uh, betting. Three more states. Three more states. Yes, go ahead, United States. Maryland, South Carolina, or not South Carolina, South Dakota, and Louisiana all deciding to get on board with uh, the 18 other states that have gone and passed legal sports betting. We are now at 21, guys. We need to get to all 50 states. Let's make this happen. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned that because Maryland is a state that's 
obviously, Ben, you know this is near and dear to me. You know, I got my kids in Maryland and stuff like that. Maryland has the Horseshoe Casino in Baltimore. They also have Maryland Live and um, a little bit outside of Baltimore in Baltimore County. And they have the MGM out there in Prince George's County. So there's going to be sports books popping up throughout the state of Maryland. And it's going to go down. You know what I'm saying? All right. So here we go, Frankie. Let me know if I'm right on this one right here. This is what I'm doing right now. DraftKings Sportsbook. I got it to plus 100. So I got even money on this one. I got the Packers money line and the total under 53 and a half. You parlay that on DraftKings Sportsbook, Frankie. You get it at plus 100. I like that. How do you, uh, 53 and a half, I guess that's an alternate total because as that's you know, an alternate total. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I think that's very good, but you know, just real quick, you know, you guys talking about the first touchdown score, it brings me back to many years ago, going back almost, you know, you know let, let's see, probably 17 years ago when I was, uh, betting at, you know, when there was no legalized betting at that time. So you, you, you know, I was using, uh, you know, a bookie at the time I was in Atlantic city with friends. And it takes comes back to the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. And a lot of those uh, people down there were all rooting for the Eagles. They were playing for the Patriots, playing against the Patriots. And, of course, I was rooting for the Eagles. Being a, a Jets fan, I was always, I'm always rooting against the Patriots no matter who they're playing. And I was betting, uh, you know, on a site. And I bet the first touchdown scorer. And that first touchdown scorer was LJ Smith. Um, and I was betting him for $50 at 50 to 1. Uh, hmm. little, little did I know that I hit an extra zero. So I wound up betting 500 on LJ Smith at fi- <laughs> at 50 to one. And guess who scored the first touchdown of the Super Bowl? Needless to say, I look like a maniac running around the room in Atlantic City at a super private Super Bowl party, screaming my head off because I thought I had only won a certain amount of money, then realized I had won way more in terms of how much I was betting because I didn't realize that on accident at those times you didn't you don't need to always front that money like you do here in Vegas where you need to have money in the account. It was play money. So of course you could just make it, you know, as long as you had a balance in your account, you could just use it at whatever. I didn't realize betting at that time, we didn't have cell phones back then. So I didn't realize that when we were calling, uh, you know, calling it in and someone had, I believe a laptop at the time uh, in the hotel room when we ran upstairs, placed the bets and everyone was drinking, of course. So that makes me think that tonight I'm going to roll back and follow you guys. I'm actually going to go with all three tight ends here. I am going to put money on Jace Sternberger, I just I see him out here in Vegas. Unfortunately, I can't use uh, DraftKings because they're not here in Vegas. DraftKings, if you listen to me, hopefully you'll hope you know get a, a sports book here in Vegas for you know sometime soon, so we can be able to get down on your odds over here in Vegas. But since I can't, I will be using Jay Sternberger at odds of thirty to one for me out here. I'm also going to be playing. Robert Tanyan, once again, who's been my boy on these highlighted games, as uh, Ben referenced and alluded to. I used him in my uh, my captain's chair a couple of weeks back, and he came through in a strong way with three touchdowns. I'll be grabbing him at 13-1, to one, and I will also be playing uh, – I will go on the other side of the ball, and I'll play only 149er. I'm going to go with Ross Dwelly at odds of 34-1. to one. Uh, to be the first touchdown scorer. So I'm going to get a little bit of action there. This, You know, all this talk about you guys, uh, you know, talking about the first touchdown scorer and Super Bowl, Corey was bringing up, makes me think about LJ Smith. LJ Smith was a tight end for the Eagles back there. I'm going to go with the tight ends tonight and see if I can grab some money at extreme plus odds. Well, listen, I might inspire you for another one. I tell you, I, you know, I have, like I said, being in New York and, and, and wagering on these contests, I remember one time, it was, it was an early part of this year, was it the early part of this year? No, no, no. It was. It's it was, 2020, it's, man. Like the whole year was, is yeah, just it's, 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 it's the same thing. So it was actually December of last year. 
and I, I was going to Atlanta and I was leaving out of Newark Airport. So if I'm in Newark Airport, obviously I'm going to place a bet. You know what I'm saying? So because <laughs> I'm in New Jersey, I cannot be in the state of New Jersey without placing a wager. So I, I, had, I, I so I did a five team NBA parlay and I staked each game separately. Now, obviously, this is not the smartest bet, but you know what? I'm going away, whatever. I'm going to have a good time. So I remember getting down there, whatever. Get down to Atlanta and get on the, the martyr. Get to the hotel room, you know what I'm saying? Check in, whatever. I'm chilling for a minute. I go out later on that evening. I, um, you know, I'm watching my bets. I'm, I'm you know, I'm out by myself at first drinking a couple beers. Then I had a lady friend meet up with me. And we went to uh, the Cheesecake Factory right there at Linux Mall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm sitting and I'm kind of keeping an eye, you know what I'm saying, on my phone. And I'm like, all right, guys, this is coming through. This is when the Oklahoma City Thunder when everybody thought they was trash, but they was like, you know, they actually had a very good season, obviously, as you saw that. So I'm hitting there, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to hit the nuts. I'm about to hit this five-team parlay, right? So I don't remember exactly all five legs of it, but the leg that was left to come in, what ended up happening was the Thunder were down like 18. And they did this a lot this past season. They ended up getting all the way back into the game, pushed the game into overtime, and won the game in overtime. So now I have the cash out option, which was a pretty decent amount, right? But, you know, I staked them single, so I was coming up anyway. So at this point, for the most part, the last bet, you always, it always happens to me this way, was the Knicks. And I had the over in a Knicks game. For those of you who bet on the Knicks, know how frustrating this is. And for those of you who watch uh, Bad Beats with the, the great job that, um, what's my man from Maryland name? Scott Van yeah, that that does Scott, Scott Van and Stanford Steve. Yeah, yeah. So if you watch Bad Beats, you remember this game. As a matter of fact, it might have been one of the Bad Beats of the year. The Knicks. It was the Knicks, and I forgot who the other team were. They were seven points away from the over with like seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I was like, "This is amazing!" Yada yada yada. Put the phone back in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Went and enjoyed the rest of the evening. I woke up that next morning and I checked my account, and I was like. Wait a minute. <laughs> it was more money in there than, you know, it was when we first placed the bet at Newark Airport. But it wasn't the amount of money that I thought should be in the account. Do you know seven points away from hitting this with seven minutes to go? The game did not go over. Only three points were scored in the rest of the game. And here's the kicker, Frankie. The Knicks had a shot to send the game into overtime. And Marcus Morris missed both free throws. <laughs> brutal. Brutal. It's almost like Charles Smith. He missed. He missed again. And he missed again. And he missed again. I think Charles Smith is still missing. Well, you know, I I, I could feel that. Uh, that that's I, I actually remember that game um you know quite vividly. The Charles Smith game? Yeah, the Charles Smith I game. I, I, I cried that night. Uh, uh it's just Ben, you probably didn't cry that night, Ben. No, you probably might be too young. You might be too young to remember that, but I'm quite sure the people that, you know, you remember saying your pops was a, is a big Bulls fan. I'm quite sure that's one of the best nights of his life. Let's <laughs> 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 see, there was the Charles Smith game that was in 1993. Yeah, that'd have been 93. I was yeah. a, I was going into my senior year. I was in my senior year. No, no, no. That was my junior year of high school. Your junior year of high school. Okay, so I was. I was five, but I still remember. I still remember the the early Bulls teams of those days. And yes, like my '90s childhood was spectacular 
with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And I know it like ruined a lot of childhoods around the country, but that's okay. Uh, the revenge has been served over the last 20 years. Derrick Rose, particularly being that mm. dish that were served uh, revenge for the Chicago Bulls fans. Yeah. Got a couple of uh, basketball, got a couple of college football games tonight. So don't have really have no Vegas sharp information on that already. But Frankie, if you want to let the people get down on something early, you do have something for Saturday, correct? Yes, I do. Uh, that would be taking a look at an SEC East battle between two top 10 teams right now, the Florida Gators, as well as the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, it's important that, you know, that we uh, highlight one important key aspect of this game. This game, despite the fact that Georgia is the home team, will not be played in the in between the hedges in Athens. This, this game is in Jacksonville, act- right? That's right. It's going to be played at a neutral site at TIAA Bank Field, the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is a completely different animal in this. That means we're going to take out any ability for Georgia to have a serious raucous uh, crowd. Uh, most likely, you know, COVID nineteen was going to do that anyway. But now the edge in this game with this game being in a neutral site it's probably with florida quarterback kyle trask who has 18 touchdowns guys in four games and that means that he not only that he has four or more touchdowns in every game this year and then if we look on the other side of the ball georgia quarterback stetson bennett he's really struggled right now with he's terrible he has I hate to say that about a college kid but he's terrible he's got five interceptions and only two touchdowns in his last two days two games Corey, 100 right he is struggling and right now the vegas whisper shops they are riding with the hot hand on a neutral site and they are grabbing the points if you have the opportunity depends on where you're shopping grab this number now three and a half plus three and a half grab the points with the with the florida gators in this matchup before it moves down to three there are several still in threes around many shops around town here in Vegas as well as globally so look now try to get down on that play because that is going to be the Vegas whispers free play for NCAA college football for this week but that is the game look for them look for the grab the dog the hungry Gators and Corey I know you always like to look at this as well maybe sprinkle a little bit on that money line they look live may might want to hit that money line as well with a sprinkle on that money line you got the Florida Gators uh, we got the pickers, the Florida Gators, and I believe the game is called the World Largest Tea Party. That's why it's played in Jacksonville to cater to both the Georgia and the Florida, the, the, both of those states, Jacksonville being the, the quickest entry point um, for people in Georgia. All right, so that is the play right there. So we're going to get ready for that, and then tomorrow we'll be back with NFL Best Bets and lead you into a Vegas Whispers winning weekend for Benny and Frankie. It's Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and we are out.